Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, and fans of quarterbacking. Hey, the Bills did not have the ball last, did not get an opportunity to finish off the Chiefs for third time. As we know, this Saturday morning in Western New York is a little bit grim as the Grim Reaper moves on and Brian Dable also moves on. We're going to talk a little tiny bit of Bills, but we're going to talk the survivors of the pool this week. Implications all week this week. Quick two-parter. We're going to do the NFC first, and then we're going to do the AFC second in the second part. We're going to break down the Rams 49ers. We're going to talk how Cousin Shanny's been taking it to Sean McVay for a while and talk about what Sean McVay is going to need to do to finish off older brother. And then in the second part, we're going to do a little bit of implications on the Chiefs bungles. The bungles have reaped the benefits of drafting a QB and wide receiver chemistry makeup that has a winning combination. And with a big tight end, they too have survived the pool. So we're going to break it down. Just a little tiny bit of bills in the beginning. And then we're going to break down the AFC and NFC championship. So thanks for listening. We got the Colt Brennan RIP Redskins RIP Colt Brennan in honor of Matt Stafford, that Georgia team, as we've mentioned, as well as the coaching tree that is Sean McVay and Shanahan and even Evan McPherson. The Bengals hat is a memoir from a past time. It is not a new hat. I've had this hat for a long time. And I figured I'd wear it in honor of Joey Baggs Burrow and the chemistry that he has with his wide receiver, Jamar Chase. So let's do it. We'll see you on the other side. Quick sip for the general, Josh Allen, and the battle that he left in Arrowhead in 2022. Three consecutive years have landed Josh Allen on the Mount Rushmore of the NFL of quarterbacks, but also landed Josh Allen right back in the small town of the 716 in Buffalo, New York. The Bills were sent home with their tail between their legs once again. And this time, it will not only be the Bills that will be losing members of the team. As we see, Brian Dable and potentially Ken Dorsey onto greener pastures, along with the new GM, Joe Schoen. It's a rough day, maybe even a little rougher than the morning after the loss as we sit here in the home studio, Elmwood Village. The Bills will be tested from this moment forward. 
And we'll be back in the offseason to talk about what the Bills will need to do to continue their ascent as one of the best teams in the NFL. But their chase for a Super Bowl is over this year. And until this year is over, we're not going to talk about the Bills anymore. So one sip for the general, as well as a couple young guys, Greg Rousseau, Jermaine Edmonds, veterans, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Matt Milano, great season. Tommy Sweeney stepping up, Ryan Bates stepping up. Mitch Morse, true, true warrior. Hopefully he sticks around. Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, great year. Good leadership for a young cast. Stefan Diggs, another great year. And most of all, Ken Dorsey and Davis Webb. Hopefully Davis Webb sticks around and be the offensive coordinator. So... One sip for that. And that's it. Moving on. We have Kyle Shanahan's San Francisco 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Sean McVay, the youngest coach in the NFL. I got a hand it to old McVay. He has certainly proven that he can not only execute the game, but attract talent to execute the game his way. Kyle Shanahan has done that as well, growing the 49ers organically and drafting players like George Kittle, Fred Warner, trading for... Jimmy G, taking a risk, rotating a stable of running backs in a system that continues to produce, putting guys like Trent Williams in a pull situation off of motion in a tight end slot. Creativity, vigor, rigorous, tenacious football from the 49ers. Quietly, they are seeking to attend the second Super Bowl in only three years under Jimmy G and Kyle Shanny. This is going to be a very interesting game. One of my favorite storylines heading into this game is that Shanahan is 6-0 and against his former understudy, Sean McVay. He can obviously get that monkey off of his back this week, but... The fact of the matter is my ultimate favorite exclamation point Chips Ahoy dancing exclamation point of this storyline is Sean McVay running onto the field in week 18 against the uh, against the 49ers at home taking a huge lead and jumping into Tyler Higby's arms only to then lose the game thrusting the 49ers into the playoffs which obviously allows them to have an opportunity to send McVay back home to his mansion 
Five things. Debo, absolute freak. Uh, B-Law had him on his fantasy team this year. Not a big draft pick coming out. Not a lot of people talked about him. Absolute freak. As we know, everybody knows about his stats. Um, I was just talking to my parents, actually, about the pod, this pod. And I was saying how I don't usually bring up stats intentionally because I like to talk sort of about the love of the game and the things that don't exact can't exactly be quantified and though Debo Samuel can be quantified his value is invaluable absolute freak I really enjoy looking at highlights of Debo and the way that he carries the ball in the open field for a young kid that's the type of film that you would want to show a young kid. If you can practice these moves and understand the way that he's moving his hips and body to not only avoid contact, but set up contact. Similarly to it, like a James Harden in basketball where you're dictating the chess game on the board. And I'm going to tell you to go this way, but then I'm going this way. And I'm going to tell you, and you're going to go this way. It's just incredible. Debo Samuel, God rest. God bless. God rest his soul. Hopefully he continues to maintain a healthy body and be able to perform this week because he was limping last week, and that's what we're going to watch for is how will the L.A. weather affect Debo's mobility as Lambo and some Playoff hits last week in Lambeau affected his ability, but ultimately he was still able to perform in a third and seven handoff for a first down. Secondly, Matt Stafford is absolutely centered right now. He is completely playing the position from a place of purity. I remember a few years ago, I believe you can check it, Google it. I'm not your piss boy. Somebody said that on Twitter this week. Don't remember who it was, but somebody said, yeah, well, how about... And he said, I don't know, Google it. I'm not your piss boy. You can go Google this, but I'm pretty sure Matt Stafford at least one season quit boozing going into the season or changed his diet there was a big change and i have a feeling he quit boozing and also hit the weights he looks a lot healthier but physically mentally matt stafford is playing at a high level and i'm rooting for him for the first time oddly enough i'm rooting for matt stafford and i'm also rooting for odell beckham couple guys that I haven't been exactly huge fans of throughout their career but when you see the purity of the game start to shine through big moments in big games you can't help but root Shanahan's game is so physical number three the miner he continues to just mine out his own style his father obviously was Mike Shanahan, 
famous Denver Broncos coach, one of my favorites. I believe he was a part of drafting Colt Brennan back in the Washington Redskins era. He has carved out his own path and mind for gold and found it in San Fran. San Francisco. Shanahan has carved out this physical old golden nugget that is football. It's not that complicated, but everyone's bought in. Everybody continues to buy in. It continues to evolve. But at the core, it's the golden grit, the golden nugget that is physicality in football. And I'm enjoying seeing Shanahan succeed. And he's finally lost the straight brim hat, usually. He's elevated his hat game, continued to evolve as a man. Number four, look out for Cammy, Cammy Cam Akers, guy who blew out a tire and was out for an entire calendar year practically. Almost killed Buda Baker on the field. Huge game coming back. A lot of juice can he bring the juice without spilling the orange drop the ball in two key moments of the game that gave the goat Tom Brady an opportunity can Cam Akers not drop the pill in this big game and number five I just want you to look at the wide receivers and look at the weapons study the way that their bodies move, the way that they block for each other, the way that we have some serious, serious electricity on the outside. Robert Woods is injured. Deshaun Jackson left. But the Rams, Cooper Cup, children, boys, girls, anyone interested in football should study these players. And it's good for the NFL. Odell Beckham, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. A lot of big plays this game. As we know, it's going to be beautiful. West Coast football, sort of an artificial neutral site. There's going to be fans of all different teams and races and people from all different backgrounds. Allegedly, the Rams were really trying to get only people from L.A. to be able to buy tickets because the 49ers are such a long-storied franchise that they travel well. It's going to be good old-fashioned football, even if it's in a new, weird, billion-dollar stadium in L.A. My final prediction, I think that Because of Jimmy G, the Rams have the edge. But I think ultimately it comes down to which quarterback makes less mistakes or which quarterback, as my dad puts it, doesn't help the other team. Just don't help the other team. And get out of there with a victory. My final prediction. Because of Jimmy G. 49ers aren't able to finish offensively. 
And despite an incredible effort from all parties, the talent on the Rams overcomes and also the fact that they have a home Super Bowl is too much to lose. McVay gets the victory. Party in LA. 37-25 Rams. We're going to break down AFC. On the other side, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening, guys. Go Bills. We're back. I'm not going to lie. The Bills should be playing this week. And it's disappointing. But this is every single year, if you think about it, if you're a real fan. And usually, it's about two, three, four months ago that the Bills season ends. So just know, every fan base feels this way unless they win a Super Bowl. And as I think about it, when we do win a Super Bowl... What's there going to be to look forward to next? So enjoy this flavor and enjoy this chase. Because eventually Josh Allen's going to win a Super Bowl. And then once he does, he's probably going to leave Buffalo. <laughs> so over in the AFC, another guy who's been paid to stay. Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes, the new Grim Reaper. He was able to get the ball last twice in a row in somewhat of a make-it-take-it situation, and he lucked out. Obviously incredible plays. We could break down my biggest issue with leaving Travis Kelsey untouched off the line of scrimmage, free release, one-on-one, into the field, taking away the sideline, even though they had three timeouts. I don't know how you don't double Travis but I'm not a coach. And Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey did what pure football players do. Made a play. Coaches coach, players play. And all the best coaches know that sometimes you got to let the players play. Andy Reid knows that. And I think Evan McPherson knows that. Pretty sure that's the coach of the Bengals name. Still trying to remember it because... Everybody was making fun of him for two years, acting like he wasn't good enough. Well, look at him now. Even now, I heard Bill Simmons sort of talking about how Peter and Bill were talking on the Ringer, or the Bill Simmons pod, um, on Million Dollar Picks, and Bill wasn't really giving enough credit to what Evan McPherson and this Bengals team has been able to do. He was sort of saying like it reminded him of the Bills when they reached this point, and... I don't know. He did also give parallel to the similarity of Eli and the 49ers. Jimmy. But Joey Beggs. I mean, come on. Guy goes from college to the pros, gets his wide receiver, immediately is in the AFC Championship. They have weapons. They have a culture. They have a young coach. What's not to like? The Grim Reaper and the RC car. I realize what uh, Tyreek Hill reminds me of, and it's an RC car. Have you ever seen a gas-powered RC car? They're, like, motorized, and they sound a little bit more like a tiny car, but they also go 
they accelerate to a velocity faster than a regular little electric they have a loud motor and they buzz out that's what Tyree Kill reminds me of so as Andy Reid stated the Grim Reaper I'm nicknaming Tyree Kill the RC car Tyreek RC from now on I want to see a hit stick on the RC car because the only thing that can stop an RC car is physics and an unstoppable force like Tyreek Hill can only be met with an immovable object. And though he is incredible after the catch, this is the type of game where you may have to take a penalty and you may have to take a defenseless RC car penalty. You may have to take a hit stick on Tyreek Hill as he's catching the ball because once he catches the ball, you're not going to be able to catch him. He knows how to get out of bounds. He knows how to protect himself. And although Vontez Perfect in the old day of the dirty Perfect Bengals don't exist anymore, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of grit and dirty Bengals this week. I want to see some hits. I want to see some Super Bowl hits. Once again, the Bills were not able to get too many Super Bowl hits on the RC car as he was able to scoot and scurry and frolic about and eventually chucked up his due signs. Like fucking Lightning McQueen. I hope that the Bengals can get a couple Super Bowl hits. And I would not mind seeing a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. I picked the Rams, but I'm rooting for the 49ers probably. Just because I always tend to root for an underdog. Also, um, I've got to root for Joey Bags and the chemistry. Cinderella Joe. Joey Bags grows up. Puts away the cigar, becomes the Disney new prince of the NFL. Cinderella Joe takes down the new Disney villain, the Grim Reaper, Pat Mahomes. Gaston will be back. Gaston, a.k.a. Josh Allen. Uh, All you Disney Beauty and the Beast fans. Beauty and the Beast, Gaston, Josh Allen, and then there's... Cinderella Joe. We'll be back next week with a final episode. Super Bowl week. Probably have two weeks. Probably do that final episode next week. And probably tease into a little bit of trying time stuff. We'll be doing a little bit of music and art and creativity and film. And breaking down five and five on those things on the trying times. Because we're not going to quit this. And you're not going to quit this. You're going to keep studying stuff and getting better and reaching within to study the great mystery that is football, life, being a leader, and getting better. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you. Oh, final prediction. I think because, once again, Mahomes is such a warrior. They have their running backs. Last time when the Bengals did take down the Chiefs, they were without Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as well as Jarek McKinnon. And I think that because the Chiefs are at home in Arrowhead, that does make a difference. Although I did like the energy of tight end CJ Uzoma screaming in the 
locker room, visitors locker room last week. We're going to run the whole thing. I like that energy. Like bags. Cinderella Joe bags. But I got to pick the Chiefs. I got Chiefs Rams in the Super Bowl. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Love you.